I'm your chair talk host Nemanja and this is retrospective from the last week episode with Alexander Bielic from MK Group. The innovation itself for me is a holistic, let's say, approach. It's not one word, it's not one thing. If I have to say about innovation, I would say it has three key elements. People, technology and processes. So the most important part of the innovation for me is that is first uh, directed towards the, uh, let's say, positive change. And it has to help people to deliver more and to be able to enjoy more. So we need to make sure somehow to become more sustainable in agriculture, to spend less water. Of course, you can't stop giving the water to the plants because then you will not have the results. But we have to find new ways. We have to find to be more efficient. So definitely, uh, definitely digitalization of agriculture is coming and I think it's coming sooner than we expected. The speed of the changes in the future will never be as slow as it is today because it will just happen more and more and it will be faster and faster. This is chair, place where we discuss innovations. And our today's chair talk is going to be and is going to give us insight um, how to uh, use marketing department as innovation department, how to use marketing department to generate innovation throughout the whole company. And we are going to use it on example of the company that has more than 14 sub-companies in the system and is extremely, it has an extremely diversified portfolio that is run in more than 25 years long history. Of course, I'm talking about the Telegroup. So I have a pleasure to discuss this with Alexander Gligorievich, Chief Marketing Officer of Telegroup. Alexander worked in uh, IBM, then for the competition, and he decided to go back to his family business in something that started as a family business, right? Uh, in the end, uh, Alexander plays uh, several music instruments in more than a few bands. He's trained in martial arts, very interesting. And uh, from a few months now, he's a proud father. So, Alexander, welcome to chair. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, it's really a pleasure to be here and thanks for such a lovely introduction. You know, I couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of materials put to prepare it. So. <laughs> thanks. So, uh, Telegroup, as, as I said, started as a, as a family company uh, and now it's a pool co- of companies that is working under one umbrella. Yeah. Um, the Telegroup system, that's what we call it. Yeah. Uh, uh, my question to you is uh, uh, how challenging is to lead marketing in system like this and uh, how you juggle between strategic and operational uh, functions and by that uh, uh, you can be generator of innovation well that, that's a that's a great question thanks uh, well well I'll have to go back a few steps first and um, when when the company started itself it was a clear uh, you know duo between the two founders uh, my, my stepdad and my mother and uh, basically she was the the person who, who was you know dealing with marketing and dealing with everything that's you know coming around the curve and he was the you know the, the straight operations guy making sure that you know everything runs smoothly and that the, the deadlines are met and you know that, that the projects are, are being done and performed well to the satisfaction of everybody 
And um, so her, her shoes are the ones that I filled last year when I, when I became CMO of Telegroup System. Uh, although I am a software engineer uh, and uh, my, my passion for, for technology um, has uh, driven me, you know, m- mostly from uh, technology to sales and then now to marketing. So I am a little bit out of my comfort zone, but uh, it's super exciting to be in, in, this, in this field right now because a lot of things are now, you know, as, as you're well aware, um, being done based on data, based on information that is uh, exact, concrete, and uh, rather less uh, from, from the gut and from the feeling. You know? yeah. But of course, you have to have that as well. Um, although we are now empowered by all these tools and, and uh, you know, this world that is familiar to me and has been familiar to me since, uh, since my, well, high school, basically. And um, so, uh, you know, coming to, to today where uh, we are doing marketing in, in Telegroup in such a way that uh, we have uh, been doing it so, so for so long, uh, one part of the, the team is basically focused on, you know, what's going to come tomorrow, uh, what are um, our business development opportunities, where, which markets are we going to target, which customers, uh, where are those technological trends that are driving the industry forward and, and everything. Uh, and the other half of the team, um, well, well, let's say this entire team does the same thing, but the half of their time they're doing this, and the other half of the time they're doing, you know, standard marketing operations, you know, PR. We're creating content. We're trying to, uh, well, trying. We're doing what we we think <laughs> we do best, and that is, you know, delivering this unique. Uh, and consistent customer experience for all our customers uh, across the globe, uh, no matter where they're, you know, having the touch point with Telegroup as a system. Because obviously, as um, as you said, we are a group of companies, a system of fourteen different companies. We have a lot, a very different uh, portfolio depending on the region which we cover. And um, in that sense, what are, what we basically sell and what our value proposition to the customer is is Telegroup as a as as an image, you know. And this image needs to be projected very well and, you know, on time and in place and relevant to the customer, depending on who they are, where they are, at what point. So this is our very big issue that we, you know, in operations wise need to need to tackle every day and, you know, need to revisit. And this is a continuous game. So uh, to answer your question, um, this is something that, you know, um, we are very proud of the fact that uh, we see marketing as uh, more than just advertising that is mostly you know, understood by, and that um, a lot of it is actually about, you know, the, the standards of creating the product depending on the customer needs, creating the service depending on the customer needs, being in touch with this customer, uh, understanding what they need, and of course, having a lot of uh, engineers like myself and, you know, uh, technological engineers, communications um, in the team, in our marketing team helps a lot, because otherwise we wouldn't be able to understand the customer so well. And um, so one part of us, uh, of our team, uh, discusses with the customer and then we, you know, come in with the sales guys and the, the pre-sales guys and the tech team and then they, you know, they do their, their business and, you know, the funnel, uh, they're, they're part of the, the story, whereas we continue on trying to find new and exciting things to do and, you know, new customers and, as, as I said, new ge- geographical locations on the, on the globe where we can work and where we can provide some value to the customer. So that's... Uh, that's mostly it. Uh, I, I will I will go back to the customer customers later uh, in terms of innovation. But I want to ask you regarding your department, uh, uh, how you approach innovation itself, how you decide uh, uh, what to do next or where to go next. 
Well, as you know, innovation, you can, there's a lot of approaches to innovation. You can copy something that works somewhere else and try to make it work uh, in your own uh, environment or, or setting. This is sometimes possible, but sometimes it's, it is not. And uh, I, I think um, thinking that that is the only way to go is a problem because something that works in Poland or Czech Republic may not work in Serbia, although we are a similar market. Um, then you can incrementally you know, improve your own existing products and services through different innovations, which, are, which is a normal way of life cycle of a product or, or service. Um, so these things we, of course, do uh, depending on the feedback that we get from our customers. You know, the, the, the rate of success is defined by the rate of accepting feedback. So this is something that we try to, uh, you know, constantly have an ear on the ground on, on what, what's, what's new, what, what, uh, what the customers want and what their needs are. And uh, also there's a, a whole part of you navigating the unknown, you know, the, the trying to find out what our customer wants. Uh, or let's say what their business requires, uh, because sometimes what they want and what the business requires is not the same thing. Uh, so discovering or, if... <laughs> or what they think they want. Right? Exactly, yeah. Because, you know, a lot of times you are in a position where you come to the customer and they already have solved their problem themselves, uh, or they think they have, <laughs> and they're just asking you to do the work for them. Uh, and then when you start asking tricky questions and when you start bringing them back to the drawing table and trying to discover whether the problem that they have identified is the origin problem or is there something else behind it, uh, sometimes they get offended with this, you know, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you're not going to tell me how to do my job. But the, the smarter ones, they actually listen. And this is from our experience. Um, we have some customers that we are very proud of that have gone through the entire uh, journey with us. So they have uh, brought their top management uh, on the table with us so we we bring our our consultants to it so it's this is our innovation team um so these consultants they are uh you know they're versed in technology but they're also versed in business and um with the top management of the customer and a cross-functional team of their uh people from different departments we go through a, a series of of workshops and master classes where we try to identify the real problem and once these pro this problem is identified and the, the goals are set then It's a matter of, you know, discussing whether what kind of resources we have at our disposal to be able to solve this problem and then to go onward and onward. This also gives us is an, an opportunity to uh, join partnerships. You know, I, I strongly believe that uh, partnerships are the way to go for tomorrow because, you know, you with your company, you can bring us a certain type of clients that um, we have something to offer to. But without you, we wouldn't be able to. Uh, and maybe you are, you know, B2C, we are B2B, so we can support you, but there's joint interest in reaching a new real estate if we do things together, not us as a service to you, rather, uh, you know, in a cross-functional team, your guys, our guys, uh, or, or uh, whatever, you know. So this is something that um, um, is, is a crucial um, step for, for us if we are to go into that direction is to gain the trust of the customer and uh, to make them our partner. And this is the way our, you know, our entire market evolves because our suppliers are becoming our competition. Our yesterday's customers are becoming our partners today when jointly we are you know, getting out of our system integration uh, field of, of industry and trying to become something else, you know, like change into a, from, from a caterpillar to a butterfly, you know, trying <laughs> to completely change our, our way of doing things or, or uh, where, where we are without forgetting who we were and what our core business is. You know? And that, that is actually the reason why we have so many different companies in the system. Because, you know, throughout the years, the last 25 years, we have um, managed to get into various different types of industries, businesses, 
mostly based on communication, mostly based on you know getting people to to connect to to connect safely, uh, to improve or automate. And uh, so with this underlying um, you know thread of um, telecommunications, we have ma- been managed to we have managed to uh, get into cybersecurity. We've managed to get into uh, agriculture, smart agriculture. We've managed to get into finance. So you know these are different types of. Um, industries and you cannot have those teams under the same roof all the time you know yeah. you just create it's a lot different of... way of thinking different perspective different type of personality right? absolutely so that is the reason why we have you know we are very proud of our core team that you know does the telecommunications the access networks the the heavy stuff you know the, the hard work that has to be done for us to be able to even you know have 5g tomorrow um, but then we also have these teams that provide services uh, uh, over this network that we have introduced to our customers i i like to make this joke sometimes but uh, it's true we've for a lot of people in the region here in in balkans region we have introduced te- telephones for the first time in their in their houses in their businesses we have introduced internet for the first time some of them even electricity and you know once we've already provided you all this infrastructure now we're providing you the services because who knows you best you know yeah and um so we we help a lot our our customers our business customers the operators the the large incumbent um utility companies etc we help them to be able to run faster basically and adapt faster and you know they by themselves would be a lot um, prone to to disruption without companies such as us you know and we help them uh, be more agile be faster respond to customers request faster and thus we also get to get to you know go into different ventures and um, well per- successfully uh, you know get new businesses from the ground so My next question was uh, how to involve the customers innovation process, but you already answered me <laughs> with this and it's a good thing that you answered it, but uh, uh, let's move from there to, uh, I want to ask you, what are the contingencies and the trade-offs with different types of involvement uh, with the customers? Uh, uh, can you give me some example, examples of different, different involvements that you have with your customers? Oh, well, um, in the innovation process, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, some examples would be that, um, as I said, one, one of them would be when we jointly, you know, come up uh, with the top management and, you know, we, we do the, the whole thing, uh, the whole shebang. Uh, whereas this is not the case sometimes. And sometimes you have to work with what you've got. And, uh, exactly. So sometimes you only get a piece of the, of the company on the other end. Sometimes you don't get the buy-in that's necessary. And we are aware of the fact that this is necessary, but you cannot just, you know, say to the customer, you know, you got to be here. You have to work with, as I said, with what you've got. Um, so we have some uh, examples where, uh, you know, we've done, we've, we've been brought in to like digitalize a, a part of the process at, at some point uh, for one customer. And um, essentially this would bring them, let's say, a 10 or 15-fold um, sales funnel uh, that they would otherwise have. Um, in in their daily business and when this boils down it boils down to two people and these two people hmm. have been uh, let's say they're when they are very good they can do 50 50 requests per week and this digitalized process would bring them bring them 500 requests per week you know and so you change the business but business itself it's not ready for a change exactly right? exactly and when you point this out 
then usually what you would get is okay we you know we're stopping this project for now and then we'll come back to you once we're ready and um, so this is something that um, is, is one example of, of the trade-off when when you don't get everybody on, at the table in the first place uh, on the other hand it is also it's normal for us to make mistakes you know and um, we we sometimes we push for uh, for change somewhere where the you know local uh, let's say politics of the organization the culture etc is just not ready for change and we have trained ourselves well in the past to identify these moments and to say you know sorry but we can't help you right now so um, this is something that for me personally has been a challenge because I don't like to say no I don't like to <laughs> actually I have a big problem with saying no you know that's how I got here you you asked me and I was like yeah sure you know uh, but uh hope you're going to join this <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, that that is something that um, you know is it's it's a problem. But you got to learn how to say and when to say no to the customer. You know, sorry. <laughs> Earlier you 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 told me that it's like a fluid state. That some some somebody today is your customer. To tomorrow is competition. Uh, can you uh, involve uh, even competitors in innovation process? Sure. Um, Actually, this is something that we've we've been done doing for the past, well, ever since. You know, we have for some unknown reason, but I think that this lies in our founders and their uh, image and reputation in the in the world of of business in in our region. We have always been a name of trust, and um, I can tell you there's been a lot of moments where uh, you know it was necessary to involve the competition in some sort of business somewhere in order to be able to to be able to you know tackle it properly and um, it was the case that you know the competition would say if telegroup is involved then okay then we're in we're in if it's if they're not in then we're not because we don't trust you guys <laughs> you know the other ones and this is something that we we're very proud of actually um this is not an innovative thing that we've done, but uh, recently we have uh, done uh, a, a joint CSR activity with some of our competition, uh, and we've helped some some very great kids, very exciting kids, uh, uh, go to a robotics contest in, in the US. Nice. This was a couple of years ago, actually, now that I remember. But this is something that started as an idea, you know, uh, of... Um, of one of the guys from the competition, they they rang us up and they they were like, okay, we've got this idea, but we need your help, and you know maybe we should do this together. And I personally, I've worked in, as I said, in our direct competition, and I've only had good experiences from that. You know, I've I've kept very good connections there, and um, we we understand each other, we understand the process, we understand that you know the the market is fixed basically for us in in the system integration sector, and if if we are not doing products of our own, which in the core business we aren't, we are just doing services, then we need to help each other sometimes, you know, and this is something that um, where, you know, th these are the opportunities where we can, you know, do things together. So I'm very, very hopeful that sometime in the future, uh, maybe you'll see a joint activity of two, you know, big names such as us and, and somebody else on the, net, on the uh, in the market coming out with a product that will be, you know, our own startup or something like that, you know, probably with a customer on, as a third party. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. sounds in, that sounds very exciting. Well, wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I want to just touch base with your, with your team yeah. and uh, uh, how you guys organized uh, to, to be able to, to innovate, to generate innovations. All right, well, it, it all goes from the top. 
we have our uh, goals. We have we follow OKRs. Uh, that's our our way of doing things, and you know, making sure that we we are we remain inspired. Um, also, this is a way of putting a measure to something that is not very you know directly measurable in in the sales department as they have. So it was very important for me to introduce this system uh, when I became uh, the CMO because I really wanted to have my team feel the satisfaction of doing the work and actually seeing the results of their their work you know and seeing other people appreciating this other people within the company and within the system um, because it wasn't just about us being effective it was about everybody else knowing that we are effective you know and you can't do that by on an opinion based you know because everybody has an opinion and uh, you need to measure it you need to measure it yes and you need to be very transparent with this and so what we do is we we do our uh, goals and, and key results at the beginning of the year, well, at the end of the previous year. Uh, then we publish them to all our uh, inner clients, uh, which would be the directors, the sales directors, the delivery teams. Uh, so we, we publish this, we tell, we call them to help us, you know, identify things that we have maybe missed or things that are completely unnecessary, that they see, they deem unnecessary to, to justify it. And um, when they come back with this feedback, then we readjust our, our goals and then and key results and initiatives. And this is something that we do on every three months. So this is a, you know, something that uh, the more we do it, the better we get at it yeah. and um, keeps the flow going, keeps the information, uh, you know, going between because one of our biggest roles in the system as a marketing team is actually to have everybody else uh, know what everybody else is doing. So there, that's a, it's kind of quite a challenge, but sometimes you, you need to talk to this guy and you need to talk with this guy and then you tell this guy to talk with that guy and, yeah. you know, et cetera. And um, this is something that only we can do because we are um, a, an organization, a part of the, the uh, company that is actually doing business with everybody else in the system. Everybody else is just, you know, working with their own geographical or industry uh, sector or, or, or limitation, so, so, so to speak. But we try to, you know, perform what the intelligent people do. And this is, you know, gain insights from one context and then use it in another. And this is something that uh, we are very proud of. And, you know, this, this is something that keeps us going every, every year. <laughs> so I know about one very specific innovation that Telegroup generated lately. And uh, it's in the realm of uh, precise agriculture. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Sure. I'm sure that our viewers are going to find that very interesting. Well, thanks for the opportunity to, to talk about this because uh, I, I think that that is something that supersedes Telegroup as a company. You know, this is something that uh, uh, it might be a little bit presumptuous, but I think that is a, you know, a ticket out of the uh, slowly deteriorating state of the agriculture in, in, in this country. Um, why? Because most of the things in the past have been done, you know, by hand and, you know, written down and everything is in the head of the, the, the key person out there who knows everything that's been done on the land and who, who is the absolute, you know, godfather of, of everything. Um, of course, we are transitioning now in, in, the business, in the business sense, you know, companies that have been founded in the 90s when it was possible are now transferring their businesses to the second generation. This is the same thing that is happening with the production of uh, the agricultural uh, land. And, uh, you know, we have 
younger generations coming in and they, they want tools, they want you know, something that will help, help them um, manage their infrastructure better, manage their assets better. And this is what we started. We started as, a, as a basically as an app for uh, you know, evidenting or, or logging what you've done uh, on the field as an as a agricultural producer. Um, and it has since developed into something that is a you know, multi-pronged platform um, called AgroLife, and which um, can be served uh, to the government, to the uh, government sector, and also to the enterprises. So we have like two different uh, different products, but it's part of the same platform, basically. Um, and this is something that we are very proud of. We've spent a lot of time, a lot of resource in the last four or five years uh, working in, in uh, AgroLife, uh, trying to uh, and su- successfully positioning it as a solution for local municipalities here in the region, in Serbia, in Bosnia, and Montenegro. We have, a, I think, about 20 or something, 20 municipalities, which is about 10,000 users, uh, which are every day logging what they're doing on the field, in the app, and uh, in the in, on the platform. And on the one hand, this is something that through a mobile app is uh, what our farmers use. And on the other hand, is something that through the web app and through the back, uh, back, back end was what the municipalities slash ministries use to actually take care of the land and make sure that what, you know, what's happening is actually what they want to happen. And, you know, because um, there is a certain flow of uh, products that, or let's say of crops that you need to follow. Once you, when you're producing a certain a certain agricultural product, uh, which means that if you know if you have grown corn, then after that you have to grow something else which will be compatible and which will renew the land. It won't use the same type of minerals that the corn uses, etc. And this is very important in, uh, in in field production. And so our idea was first to you know tackle this and have a let's say have a digitalized historical database of what has been done before on the land and what we're doing now. Uh, after that, we've um, become, you know, interesting for partners and uh, IBM, IBM came to us when they purchased the Weather Channel and um, they managed to offer us to switch their cloud. So we have a solution now that is fully in the IBM cloud and integrated with their IBM services, weather services. So through the, uh, through the platform, now you have seasonal weather forecasting, which is very important. So not just day to day, but seasonal. Uh, then we have started working with uh, companies that actually provide you satellite imagery. And uh, these satellite images, depending on the frequency that you need and depending on where you have your land, um, is very important for you know, keeping the ear to the ground on what's going on uh, and you know, p- possibly preventing something bad from happening to your crops. Uh, so uh, this is something that uh, came up as, a, let's say, a second upgrade. Then after that, we've started um, um, partnering with a Austrian company that uh, creates sensors, various different types of sensors. And we have just recently uh, finished a project with uh, Naled here and German Gies, uh, um, the, the, the German, um, what is it? The, it's the, the, the German agency like, for okay. business. Yeah, yeah. Um, I apologize, but I forget what the, the <laughs> actual name is in, in English. 
And um, so with them, and uh, we have covered um, the full regional project of implementing these meteo stations um, in, or weather stations in, um, in Serbia. And um, locally, farmers are now able to access these weather stations through the app. So we've integrated their system with our system, and it provides you with some information, potentially what can happen if, you know, if the rain is falling, then you can expect a certain number of uh, bad things happening to your crops that are that are outdoors, etc. And this is a system that can now in it is integrated in AgriLife and can um, perform and inform you of these, warn you basically of these potential threats that are happening, and um, depending on what the, the weather conditions are. So this is uh, let's say uh, our one-stop shop for uh, now a platform for agriculture, and we are also uh, now going into indoor. Uh, production. So green greenhouses, um, of course, this is where we're not talking about crops anymore, but now we're talking about fruit and vegetables, something that is much more profitable, but also um, is a lot of, uh, well, it demands a lot of attention, a lot of manual work, and a lot of that can be automated. So now we have a, a small spin-off from our um, mother product, which is called Agrobyte, uh, which is a, a in-house green, sorry, in greenhouse smart system uh, that it has um, like a a, you know, turnkey solution to automating your, your greenhouse uh, operations. So with that, we have covered the outdoor and the indoor production, and now we're slowly moving to vineyards, we're moving to livestock, uh, essentially everything that is, uh, you know, that, that produces food. Uh, we also have um, the, the, I think it's called the, the green seal. So it uh, basically allows you that if you follow certain rules through the app, you and of course, um, can certified that, then you are a certified organic producer, uh, which is, of course, very important and, um, you know, provides you with the, the clear um, uh, way of showing where the origin of the food comes from. And now we are, we are in talks with some, some foreign partners as well to tackle the European market with this and, you know, help our producers here become, uh, have, you know, more access to, to foreign markets, become more competitive on them and essentially raise the productiveness levels, you know. So, so interesting times are coming, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, since our, today's uh, episode is about how marketing function innovate, where is the marketing function in this whole story? Uh, uh, how you guys from the marketing department are involved in this innovation? Well, you know, um, it's not just about having the product. You have to you have to formulate the value proposition for the end customer, for the various customers that you do. As I said, we we have something that we offer for the governments. We have something that we offer for the enterprises. Not all enterprises are the same. Some have land. Some have distributed land. You know, so. Uh, actually, working with the dev teams, working with the management uh, of our of our sub companies, we help them formulate their value proposition, their message to the company to to their clients. Uh, after that, and in hand with that, we help them discover uh, new new tech, basically new uh, new geography geographical locations where they can you know provide their service uh, as a as a much, on a much better rate than they can currently. Uh, we open up uh, various partners, partnerships uh, that they can, you know, that they can give them new real estate uh, that they can partner with. 
So uh, we are essentially their recon, you know, the recon yeah. team that goes in front of the full army that, um, you know, special ops clears the fog <laughs> of war and, you know, shows you where, where the, the potential, uh, you know, land is or where the potential river is. And, you know, then comes back and um, shares all this information with, with, the, uh, with the mothership, you know. And then <laughs> <laughs> Alexander, thank you so much for, for this show today. It was very interesting and inspiring. Uh, for you out there, if you liked and you liked today's episode, I'm sure subscribe and see you next Thursday when we talk about some other innovations. Thanks for having me.